What up, though? Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. Uh, I'm here on the road back in Dallas. Um, this is I love Detroit, but I love me some damn Dallas. I love it. I'm glad to be back. And Welcome I'm, back. And I'm here with my friend, man, Kalana Spiller. What's up with you? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, you know, like I told you, when I got here, I pulled up, man. Somebody getting some money money out here. <laughs> Who? Please, please this, show me who. Get some money, money. <laughs> it's a nice little apartment. Got uh, Benny Hines around the corner. You know, you got, you can't you can't be no uh, live no better than that. Man, this is Dallas. This ain't California. You know, certain areas in Dallas is a little bit cheaper. Yeah, you know, it is. And, and this this is one of those little bit cheaper areas right here. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to worry about no thirteen hundred dollar rent. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like I said, man, when I got here, the first thing I went to was Quick Trip because I can't stand the gas stations in California. Uh-huh. You know, it closing at 10 o'clock. Um, you got to sit there and sit there and tell the person from the window what you want. Watch mm-hmm. them go back and forth. You know, I'm the type. I need to go back and forth and decide what I want. I, right. I don't know what I want as soon as I get to the right. to the uh, to the gas station. Cause my mind ain't made up. I might I might go in for some chips, but then my, I might say, oh, I want some chocolate too. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, man, that shit is so irritating. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm glad to be back in Dallas. You know, um, tonight, you know, I'm going to do uh the backdoor, um. Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow do Hyenas, uh, Dallas. So I'm excited for that. Um, one of the best things, uh, the reason I, I came down here was one of my good friends and his wife, they um, gave birth to their first child together. Oh, congratulations. Um, my, my goddaughter, Friend. Zoe. Um, and that was exciting to see that yesterday. I didn't get to see the, I didn't see the birth, the actual, her coming out the, uh, the womb. <laughs> I hope you didn't. I'll I was his wife's I stuff. damn sure didn't want to see that. <laughs> I damn sure didn't want to see that. I get the little so I get there right, yeah. and so we get into the room and we talking and stuff. And I went to the to the um, to the garbage can to go throw something away. Mm-hmm. The uh, and as I opened up the garbage can, all you seen was blood from oh. the, the paper, the blood and stuff that they used to. I was man, I wanted to throw up. Did it stink? It is. Let me tell you like this: I didn't smell anything because I was like frozen for that quick oh. couple of seconds. So um, it was just the fact that I'm sitting here looking at this pile, this uh, all this blood, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even want to throw my gum away no more. It was just, oh my god. So was it the placenta or like exactly what was it? Just it's, it was just blood. I I don't know. It was just blood. It was paper towels and, okay. and oh, gloves. Paper towels. Yeah, okay. It was like paper towels and gloves, which is blood. Okay. And I'm just sitting here looking like, what the fuck? I, I, oh, I was like. Uh, Get ready. You're going to have a child soon. You're going to be in there. Man, the way God got this set up, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I might be that old uncle that just, that uh, that never had no kids and just come around just giving money to all my uh, God kids and, and nephews and stuff. Right. <laughs> that's how it looked like for me, man. Get the kids on the weekend. That's yeah, about it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. But I do Ooh. want I do want kids, but yeah. we'll see. You know, I'm I'm about to be 33 this year. Okay. So we'll see, man. We, you know, I feel like I, I feel like time is running out, but you know, I'm still young. Man, that's how I feel. Like I'm, th- I'll be 35 in December. Uh huh. And I I want kids, but it's like, first of all, I got a girlfriend, so you know that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that I, that can't happen, and then I can't see myself 
logging on to a, a online sperm bank and filtering through all these different people and listen, listening to their voices. Listen, I'm and telling reading you. about their background. That's so weird to me. If you want to make a statement in the comedy game in Dallas, uh-huh. when you go out to these clubs or wherever you go, you will fuck niggas up if you show up pregnant. Niggas. <laughs> 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 Niggas gonna be uh, fucked up. Uh, they they already fucked up. I don't understand why people they cannot um um I, I don't know why they can't understand like okay, first of all I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. One of the blessings, one of the beauties of being a woman is being able to reproduce. Yeah. I got all this shit for a reason. You know what I'm saying? For and then people be like, you want to have a baby? Like yeah, I'm a woman, bitch. <laughs> You say, Why would not? You say, I might wear Air Ones and jeans, but you know. You know what I'm saying? They they still, think, they really think lesbians who 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 dress in t-shirt and jeans really want to be men or uh, don't love ourselves. Like, we don't appreciate what God gave us. No. Mm-hmm. I appreciate every inch of me. And damn it, I'm going to use it. I don't know when, but damn it, I'm getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fucked up. I go on Facebook and see uh, congratulations! I'm having twins. I'm like, what? Like charms out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that fucked me up. <laughs> I said because I haven't talked to her in a minute, and so and I don't go on, and then I'm really not like Instagram is my main platform, right? So I don't really go on Facebook like that. And she's on, I follow her on Instagram too, and but I went on Facebook, and the first thing I seen was surprise! I'm having a baby. Right? I'm like, what the fuck? Like. <laughs> Did nobody even know you were dating? Like since like every since I know you, you always have fucked me in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't even, like I, I damn sure thought she was uh, about to be a lesbian. No. <laughs> Shit, the way she, she talked about me. Cause she she had a whole bunch of fuck boys, but charms. I'm I'm happy for her. She got a little boy. I wasn't expecting it either. Mm-hmm. When she came to my um to my watch party, she announced. Her, Do you remember how Beyonce announced her um her pregnancy? After she performed, she was on oh, yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what charms is. As soon as I opened the door, she walked in and she just rubbed her stomach. And I was standing there looking at her. <laughs> like, is you hungry, bitch? Yeah, then I just looked down. I'm like, bitch, you pregnant? <laughs> We've been friends for how long well, and you ain't even tell me? Like, uh, mm. yeah, so. My, what's, the, what's so fucked up is, is that I would have been like, oh, cool, but who, who the one you taking the dick from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I would have want to know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, cause you are, uh, cause you try to keep stuff too quiet. Oh man, she do though. That's that's charms for you. She's secretive. She's you know real what I'm saying? Private. Because it's crazy. Like her, you be like, uh, it be Monday or Tuesday. You can be at the improv mm-hmm. talking, and then um, Thursday you look online and she in goddamn Toronto or something. You be like, exactly. damn, why? Yeah, man. yeah. But she she do travel for her job, but it, it it really is like damn. I just saw you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Why are you all? Why are you already in Jamaica? She don't and don't don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody, man. I mean, let somebody know because all of a sudden, then I get a phone call from your mom. Like, have you talked to Charlie? <laughs> like, no, I haven't she, heard from her in a couple weeks. I I'm saw like, her open mic last week. That was about <laughs> it. That's it. Next thing you know, it's gonna be a news story. A uh, young comedian from Dallas uh, was locked in somebody's trunk. Like, bitch, let somebody know something. Let at least one person know your whereabouts. Somebody. Well, she probably do. We probably just don't mean that. Yeah, we probably do. just. Yeah, we did. We just act the one. We think that, we mean more to it than what we actually do. It's some some random nigga in New York that know everything. <laughs> yeah, she told me one o'clock this morning, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I tell you, this has been 
um, one of the uh, uh, cool weeks, man, because mm-hmm. uh, I just like I just asked you, uh, Rhapsody just dropped her album. Okay. And you, like you said, you haven't listened to it yet. No, not yet. Which um, I'm not gonna get on you about, but you know, because it just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't listen to this album before this weekend is out. Yeah, yeah we, 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 you gonna have a problem. No, I really do plan on it. I really do. I just forgot about it. I usually listen to it, you know, like Friday morning on my way to work, but uh-huh. I just completely forgot. But Rhapsody, she's like one of the coldest rappers out right now. So you know, I'm gonna listen to it because I love lyrics. Yeah, I don't like all that. <laughs> I ain't listen, even gonna call nobody out, like, but I don't. Listen, I don't like mumble rap. I was listening to um, what's the dude name? What's his name? Beginning to all the fights. Uh, uh, the baby, the baby. Okay, yeah, the baby. My one of my friends was like, "Man, he go hard," and I was like, "Please no." He was like, "Yeah, he go hard." And I was like, friends. So I listened to it. So he played me a song, right? And he said, "When he said already, the song was I didn't like it, but when he said my friend is doing time time, I said what? <laughs> and said it, but what's so weird? He said it like it was like like one of the coldest like- Jay Z verses." <laughs> Like, he really, like he really spit. He's like, yeah, my friend is doing time time. I was like, man, turn this shit off, man. I ain't got I time heard, for this. I heard him say one line. I don't even know the full bar, but he was just like, wham, wham, wham. Bitch, I'm the baby. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, get, get out the booth. Put the headphones on the mic and get your ass out of that booth. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, But Rhapsody, I love the, the concept that she had behind the album, though. Mm-hmm. The concept is each song is named after a black female mm-hmm. um, that inspired her, yeah. and so and then each song has some type of um, relative nature to that person. Yeah, and with the tone of who that person, you know, saying personality, you know, usually shows, mm. and so it makes you, you know, say so when you listen to the song, it kind of, it, for me, it made me. In, envision that person while mm-hmm. I'm listening listen to that song. And that's so that's how good of a man. job that she did because yeah, yeah. it made me, you know, it, I like music that makes me think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just don't listen to music just to listen to it most of the time. I like to make it, you know, make me think because it's just an extension of me being able to um, learn more. Exactly. And so, you know, because, you know, I don't, not like I, I read books on a, on a, on a daily basis. So <laughs> I need to take, to work my, my uh, learning muscle yeah. some way. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I, and I love doing it th- through music. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to it because um, I watched her Breakfast Club interview. Uh-huh. And she pulled Queen Latifah out of retirement. Yeah. So how, is that, oh, that's is that on, track? Is, no, that's track, that's track. track. <laughs> now, I would say this. I love the album for, mm-hmm. for the totally. I hate the single that she picked. Okay. Because it's a couple tracks on there. I'm like, why didn't you pick this as the single? Yeah. But, you know, everybody has their method to their madness of, mm-hmm. of, of why, you know, they do stuff. But the um, it's probably only one song that I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the single that she picked. Everything else on there. My favorite track is Serena. See, then that's pretty good. It's like 16 tracks, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So you dislike one out of 16. That sounds like a classic album, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm why I said album to me album of the year. Yeah. If if it don't even get a nomination, I somebody need to ask what. Yeah. Because this album is dope. Man, especially with all the trash that we got, some it's 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 good that somebody actually take time to uh, really put thought into their music. 
mm-hmm. and not just go, man, I pump out about 16 tracks over the weekend. <laughs> Nigga, we can tell. It like, sounds like you put out. <laughs> like, I'll tell you this, like, I'm a, um, I'm a in-between, like, Chris Brown fan. But I do like, you know, um, I do like his last couple albums. I do like them. Mm-hmm. But Chris, come on, bro. Yeah. I can't do another forty album, uh, uh, forty song album, bro. I it's I ain't gonna, it's so look the albums be so long where yeah. I'll put them on if I'm doing like a if I'm driving like two or three four hours mm-hmm. if I'm doing one I throw the Chris Brown and it's so long to where you get me a drive you be like damn I'm not even halfway into the album yeah yet. yeah like damn I reached my destination <laughs> I ain't even finished with the album I've been and, on the road for six hours and it's like and I'd be like damn Chris how you you can't how much uh, you gonna talk about? You know uh, how much money or, or bitches you got? You know what yeah. I mean? Or how much fucking you doing? You know what I mean? That's a Dude, lot of. Uh... I was man. I swear, I was talking to somebody about this a couple weeks ago, and they were like, "Girl, you don't like Chris Brown? He is like a great entertainer." I'm like, "Yeah, he's a great entertainer, and he he can sing a little bit." But you can go back and listen to Marvin Gaye and listen to all his all his fucking albums. All his music is timeless. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he talk about sex, but it's not so so out in the. It's not uh, it's not blatant. It's kind of like you have to really listen to it to understand what he's saying. Yeah, he don't just come out and say, "Bitch, pull your panties to the side. I'm finna fuck you." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's- he, he he makes it romantic. He he tells a story about it, you know, and that's what I miss about R and B. Like I like Chris Brown, but he just too, I don't know. He too anxious with the with the with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like give me give me something to think about. You can talk, you can sing about sex, but disguise it a little bit, make it sound sexy. You know, it's just yeah. it's too it's too raw. I think it's yeah he. And like I said, some some tracks I, 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 I it's, it's a lot of tracks I, I fuck with, but I'd be like, damn, Chris, like you can we got to talk about something different. You know what I mean, right. I'd rather hear you talking about uh, um, some uh, some girl that stole some money from you, uh, or uh, you and your your mama. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, anytime you and your mama got it, something different. I don't know, but just something, something. You know, I know it's not that much stuff that you probably can talk about, but man, bring give me a little bit of something. Talk about how, how good you slept last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something. Mm-hmm. Something. <laughs> not how good you slept. When <laughs> <laughs> you hear about bad. another man sleeping, so what position was you in? Were you in a fetal position when you were asleep? Yeah, <laughs> Did you toss and turn all night? Um, so, since you did um, Heart of the City, mm-hmm. which... Um, I know, you know what I'm saying, you probably still, you know saying, that still was like, you know, a moment, you know saying, a, a career, you know, moment for you. Yeah. Like, how did you feel when you know, when you got picked? Man, when I got picked, um, I felt, it felt unreal, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I've been, I've been doing, like, I started comedy because I, I knew it was something I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't. I never put any thought of where it could take me, or what you know what I'm saying, or where it the possibility of what could happen from doing comedy, like going to all the different cities and states to perform. So when I got the call, I was like, "Damn, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious?" Out of 21 people, I was y'all chose me, and they only chose three people. So uh, I don't know. I, it just felt unreal. I was extremely, extremely excited, extremely like grateful. That I even got the opportunity to audition, you know, because mm-hmm. I never thought I would even be this far in comedy. 
But um, now, as a, now I you know I can personally say this because I've been I've been around you you know um, for a few years now mm-hmm. and seen you perform. You know, because you are one of the funniest people in, you know, saying in the Dallas, in Texas, in, in the country. You know, Thank you're one of the funniest people. And that's, um, you know, and that's truly from the heart. Mm-hmm. But um, did you feel like any type of, like, jealousy from, from other comedians after you got picked? No. If they did, they didn't. Uh, express it. Yeah, they didn't express it around me. Because um, being in L.A., mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, it's different shows popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, just as recent, you have the um, Revolt TV stand-up show that right. just uh, aired this summer. Uh, um, um, what's her name? Amanda uh, Seals' show just aired, mm-hmm. and then Tiffany Haddish just had her um, Netflix uh, show just aired. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I'm real, I'm good friends with Shantae Williams. Okay, and so I went to her launch party for uh, for this for her um, 30 minute special, mm-hmm. and so. What you see is a lot of comedians, you know, they put on the front, you know, a lot of them put on the front, you know, saying when they, when somebody gets something mm-hmm. and they, yeah, this and this, but, but behind, you know, behind the scenes, they be jealous as fuck, jealous, you know what I'm saying, baby. and be hurt, you yeah. know what I'm saying, that they didn't get picked. And so, uh, on a recent podcast, a couple of weeks ago, I had on um, Sarah Mello. Mm-hmm. Sarah Mello, she, uh, she produces her own shows around LA okay. at like the Comedy Store. Westside Comedy Theater and a couple other places, but she's also she's a producer and um and a um uh and a talent coordinator for um, Lab Mob, mm-hmm. um the TV show, and so when she was talking about how some of these TV shows when they go to pick people, it's not always based off of funny funny is is not it can't be you yeah. know what I'm saying because it's other parts that go into it you know it goes into um, if you sound like somebody that they already picked mm-hmm. um your look sometimes mm-hmm. um and 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 different things like that also you know we hate to admit it but your popularity you yeah. know which went into a lot of the like the revolt tv some of the people honestly on the revolt tv stand-up show shouldn't have been on there but they were on there because they had big followings on social media you know okay. what i mean it is what it is it's part of the game now mm-hmm. and so that's so so the episode was based off of you know telling you know trying to tell comedians like don't feel some type of way you know saying mm-hmm. if you didn't get picked you know yeah you you're gonna you know and there's human nature to, to feel disappointed yeah but don't you don't want to showcase it and and put down somebody else that did get the mm-hmm. opportunity Mm-hmm. Because when it comes around and you finally do get your opportunity, you're gonna be one of the first ones. Like, damn, why nobody showing no love? Exactly. You didn't show no love. You, show no love. <laughs> you hated the whole time. Yeah. What so, man? What comedians gotta understand is we all got different walks. Everybody path is different. Everybody, everybody defin- definition of success is different. Uh huh. Like, you can't get mad. Like, m- m- just because I'm successful, don't mean you're any less talented. Yep. It don't mean you're not going to make it. Well, quote unquote, make, make it. it. It don't mean that you don't have what it takes to be a great comedian or a great whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. My success ain't got shit to do with you. None. <laughs> it has none. And, and, and one of the things was for me when we take the, the revolt, well, just period. Anybody that's friends of mine or not even, you know, I might not even know you personally, but you can mm-hmm. be, you know, I consider anybody as a comedian a peer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're 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 in the comedy family, you know what I'm saying? And so if I see anybody, especially somebody of color, you know, doing something, 
I'm quick to shout you out on social media. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm quick to say, you know, congratulations because uh, if you if you and others are on the show and make it successful, that means that it's going to be a next season. Exactly. And they're going to need new people. So yeah. now it's just up to you to be prepared, you know what I'm saying, and to set yourself up to try to be one of them next people. And that's all you got to focus on. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they want to they wanna look like look like they they got it going on they want to oh, look like so much is listen. happening behind the scenes but don't nobody want to put in no damn work listen, I, listen. <laughs> you see that i see that on a daily basis uh-huh. it's like it'd be so people be on some be they be on instagram or whatever and it look like man like damn they they doing the thing yeah behind the scenes they ask me man can, can i borrow ten dollars you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like can you pay you're like man can you pay for, pay, pay, pay for this you yeah. know what I mean? and so that's just i mean it is is where and then also too you know and i feel it too sometimes is where you do get to a certain point where you've been doing this for so long and you feel like you haven't did anything significant mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so sometimes people and so sometimes people want to put on the front for family mm, okay, or I friends or something like that, just to show that you know what they're doing is 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 not a waste of time. Yeah. So yeah. I see a lot of people like one thing for me, I take pictures, but not like that. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I, I take them, you know, not like that. But you see some people every second they get a chance to, they try to take a picture. You know, while they at the at the club with a group of people or we working or we working or <laughs> somebody with uh or any don't matter who the celebrity is, mm-hmm. they rush and try to take a picture with them. Yeah, you know, and trying to make it seem like something popping more than what it is. Yeah, just keep it just keep it real because you want you want it to seem authentic. Yeah, you know, you don't want it to seem forced or or fake because yeah. in a minute it's gonna be like. Well, you showing this and this, but I never see you do. I never see you do that. Never see you do anything. I had a comedian tell me one time I was in LA a couple years ago, and they was like, "Uh, social media not for you. It's for the people that follow you. So get as many pictures as you can with uh with celebrities." I'm like, I ain't finna pimp myself yeah, out just to look like I'm I'm actually doing some shit that I'm not. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Being now. It's cool once in a while, you know what I'm saying? And like for me, this is my mind, because everybody, everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. For me, I take pictures once in a while, you know, if it's somebody that I feel like, not even that they're significant, but somebody that I respect, mm-hmm. that I want to take, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That I respect, you know, because I see, the, you know, I'm at the comic store all the time. I see Dave yeah. Chappelle, I, you know what I'm saying? I see Joe Rogan, you know all them. I don't have a picture of neither one of them, mm-hmm. because... Is not significant to me. You yeah. know what I mean? To to want to take a picture with them. And you get a lot of, and so but also too, them them when them, when you get the them celebrity comedians like that, when they get around comedians, they don't even want to do that. Yeah. They, like they do it all day every day. Yeah, they want they they're in their environment where they just feel relaxed. I mean yeah. you you seeing they're looking like a fanboy. Yeah. You but know. I mean they, they gotta understand like even as peers, they somehow, in some kind of way, motivate us or inspire yeah. us to be better comedians. So I guess it's not coming from a, a fan, you know, mm-hmm. perspective. I guess it's coming from like you just appreciate their work, and it's like, damn, I've been watching you all these years, and I finally get to meet you. It's just like mm-hmm. that's a dream come true. Like, yeah, but it's 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 sometimes you got to. Well, I guess what I mean is you got to understand the environment. Yeah. If, 
if 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 you see Dave sitting there in a conversation with somebody at the comedy store in the back room, he's not really trying to answer. He's not really trying to sit there. He's not you know he's not really sitting there. Uh, answer, trying to sit there answering because now times ten he's halfway drunk yeah. and he's trying to get into somebody's panties. So you know what I mean. That's that's he, not. He married, ain't he? I don't, I, uh, okay, I, whatever. I, I, I don't know. What, whatever. That's the end of that. Yeah. But what um but what I'm saying is is you know just using as an example. I'm just saying that you gotta understand the environment. Now if he's in an environment where he's in the circle talking to the comedians and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just in and communicate then yeah you know go ahead listen this but you got to just understand your different environments mm-hmm. because um they because sometimes like they they just they've been working they've been on the probably been on the uh their entertainment stuff all day yeah now they're just trying to chill just trying to chill and don't want to have to seem like they on a, in an interview and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but yeah now i don't know if, if i'm not on the show with you i'm not gonna take a picture with you yeah that's how I look at it. Now, if I do take a picture with you and I'm and I and I'm not performing with you or whatever, it's just for my own personal, mm-hmm. you know, keepsake. But other than that, and I don't go around taking pictures. And yeah. no. We working out here. <laughs> we grinding, bitch. <laughs> now, I want to give a shout out over here because it's one cat um, who I'm happy for, mm-hmm. and when I see him come out to L.A., he. Uh, uh, he killed it. He's been killing it every uh, every time he came out to LA, and I seen him on stage. Uh-huh. But uh, Black Ron doing his thing right Ooh, now. Ooh, that boy is on fire. He's doing his thing. Listen, like he, when I seen him at the he did the comedy union. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was about a bit a month ago. Mm-hmm. He probably done it after, but when I seen him do it, it's probably been about a month ago. And uh, he closed out the show. And usually, and Ends is the the owner of the comedy union. Yeah. And so when he cuts that light on. He he expected you to respect that light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He real particular about that. He yeah. wants you to respect that light and get off stage so he can shut so he can start shutting down his club when right. he wants to shut his club down. So Black Ron went over the light. Like over the light. Mm-hmm. And was killing it. And so we was so everybody so we back there so yeah, the crowd laughing, but and then a couple of us in the back laughing, but we laughing for another reason. Yeah. And so we so uh so is was he he wasn't so Black Rock got on stage. The fact that he killed it, kind it it it, it didn't you know what I'm saying it didn't make a mm-hmm. um he didn't get in trouble or nothing. But it was the fact that he killed it, and um and so running the light didn't really fuck didn't mess with him. Or yeah, but. He doing his thing, man. I'll Black sh- Run is cold. Black Run, you can actually tell Black Run studies comedy. Like he studied comedy. Mm-hmm. You can tell by his pacing. You can tell by how 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 quick he, he his setup and punch is. Yeah. Some yeah, he got some stories. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of stories actually. But the the laughs are throughout. You know, sometimes you see you see comedians it's like, okay, what what you what you talking about? <laughs> when is the fucking punchline come? <laughs> You up there get you up there you know giving a damn TED talk with no jokes. Yeah. But yeah, black. I like Black Ron. He is he can write, man. He's a good writer. Mhm. And, yeah. and one thing I like I liked about him because um, seeing his growth mm-hmm. as a comedian from when I first met him and uh, seen him perform to now is his pace. Yeah. Like his like I remember first seeing him. It um he always been funny. You know what I'm saying? But it was 
he was a lot more faster. Mm-hmm. Now, when I seen him, you know what I mean, and I don't know how long that growth has been been uh, coming, but when I seen him do comedy union, his pace was so crisp yeah. that I was like, shit, you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, okay, I said this, I said this dude got something right mm-hmm. here, and his energy, you know, what I'm saying, and knowing, and then the best thing I I I, I like about him too also. Um, which is also kind of like a Michael Blackson type thing. Mm-hmm. He know how to use his accent. Yeah, you know, for to his advantage mm-hmm. because what well, his Oak Cliff accent? Yeah, like okay, I'm like, about- <laughs> see, yeah, yeah, like well, I mean the way that his accent of Wayne, of, of the way that he uh, says things. Yeah, where I might go up there and say the same joke, and it might not. It's probably not gonna go over the same way because mm-hmm. of. The way he might say a word, yeah, it makes the total difference of the joke. The, the, the way he pronounce and enunciate certain words, it really does go with the joke. Like when he be like, "Nah, cub." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he say something like that, it's like, okay, yeah, like you're not ashamed. You ain't trying to, nah, like no, homie, that's not gonna go. That's not black run. Yeah. Black run just be like, hell, nah, nah cub, nah, folk. Yeah. You know, and he actually talked like that yeah. on the stage, so right. it's like. He doesn't change, and I didn't see comedians try to shy away from their, you know, their their accent of wherever they're from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, don't do that mm-hmm. because when you go, when you get on, if you do a national TV show, people that are not from that region mm-hmm. or never even traveled there and don't understand it, it's going to be funny to them because they're gonna be like, like what they talking what about? Talking about what oh, that means? Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's different. You know what I mean? It's like, so like when I remember when I moved to the South uh, for the first time, my only image and perception of the South was what I seen on TV. Mm-hmm. And same thing about any region, the West Coast, anything. You know, it was whatever I seen on TV is what I knew. Right. And so when I first moved to the South and hearing how people talk and seeing them, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like one of the biggest arguments I remember when I moved to Atlanta uh, was... We were talking about food. We were talking about... Let me ask you this. Is spaghetti a, a, a side dish or a main meal? That's a main meal. See, up north, mm-hmm. that's a side dish. You got to have some fish, some fried chicken to go with it. Oh, no. You, see, can, you can just eat... You can just be in the mood for spaghetti. See, and I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that, you know, because I can do that. But up north... Yeah, you gotta have. You can't just go to nobody. So you house. mean to tell me I've been eating all sides my yeah, whole life? Man, I'm, I'm going, yeah, that's <laughs> because the, because the ground beef it makes it a a, a full meal because nah. that's heavy enough. And then you got the pasta that's heavy. And you got the green beans and the corn. And you nah, good? Nah, it's some cornbread. You gotta have some chicken. Like you go to a you go to a party up north and they got spaghetti. They gotta have the chicken to uh-huh. go with it. You gotta have some chicken or fish. You can't just have. Uh-huh. You can't go to nobody's house and just have spaghetti. That's too much fucking food. <laughs> that is. You trying to have me shitting all over the place? <laughs> that is too much. <laughs> like I remember, uh, we went to this. I went to this uh, this comedian house, and she uh, she made she made dinner, uh-huh. and it was just macaroni and cheese. And what was it? It was macaroni and cheese, some bread. What else did she have? It was like a vegetable, though. Yeah. And we look at, and then it make it worse. It was the blue box. Wait, I have to ask: Was this in California? Yeah, this well, is in California. That explains it. Yeah, this is in California, and she was white. Oh, and so, ooh. and so I'm looking like first, I don't eat the blue box. Yeah. Uh, we don't that. That's, we don't do the blue. We box. don't do the blue box. We don't do no. If macaroni and cheese is made on top of the stove, 
I don't do that shit. Okay. okay. I don't do that. You know I me, mean? and I'm not, un- and I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna hurt your feelings. I'm okay. just gonna tell you, I ain't eating that. That's yeah. it. And so that was dinner, and I'm looking like, and so I had to ask like, what household did you grow up in <laughs> where this is considered dinner? <laughs> That's really that's 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 probably not dinner for her, but that's probably all she can afford in California. No, she could have no. She, you the the two the two key things you said in this story was she's a comedian and she's white. Well, three things: mm-hmm. she's a comedian, she's white, and she lives in California. Yeah. So what's she doing? Driving Uber or Postmates? She got some. She says she got a good job, I, and she had a nice place. She had she had a, one of the better places I've seen comedians stay in. Okay, because the, the stories that I hear about comedians in California are seem like they all struggling, and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, That's why y'all eating fucking no and macaroni we, and cheese. And we was uh and I didn't talk about this before. This is a stereotype around entertainment period. Yeah, you know, with exactly. comedians, actors, musicians, to where having a day job, you know. Is almost looking down, you know, look frowned upon. Nah, mm-mm. for me, no, because no. you know I don't, you know, say I don't want to have to catch the bus, uh, and and walk everywhere, mm-hmm. and you know, and struggle that struggle, you know, and so, but it looks down upon. But I understand why, but I understand why in some because the entertainment business, when you're not on, they want you to be available mm-hmm. at any time, and they don't want to pay you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They, they want, want to pay you an exposure. Yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole LA thing is because cause you would think like comedians go to these laugh factory and stuff like that, they ain't making no money. Mm-hmm. They you know, you go to improv and do a show, you get like ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for what, on a Monday? On any any night. You'll get about ten fifteen dollars. You don't make no money like that. Mm-hmm. You will have to also be like um like for example like the comedy store if you get past at the comedy store to where you're a regular comedian there, um, in the main room, if you do main room shows, you, uh, I believe you share the, the door. Each, so if it's 12 comedians on the show, y'all share the profit from the door. Mm-hmm. And then uh, every two weeks, you get a paycheck you know, from the club yeah. for whatever amount of shows you do. So that money will accurate, you know. So okay. if you do 15, if, you, if your spot is $15, you do... T- Three fifteen dollars spots. That's forty five dollars. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But just doing a one night show, you don't make no like how here you can go get you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to do a a fifteen twenty minute spot. You probably go get one fifty two hundred. And see, I thought that anyway. Like, yeah, because I follow the comedy store on Instagram and I see how many how many you know like national headliners perform there throughout uh-huh. the week. And I know they're not paying them all top no. dollar. They they make their money on, on the, the road. road. Yep. Yeah. So I, I already. Yeah. I already imagine like okay, I know they're not so, getting paid yeah, what they so, get paid on the road. So yeah, so you get so like I said, you gotta be available and then you're not really getting paid anything. So but you get a lot of comedians that will that embrace well I'm you know, I'm out here struggling and mm-hmm. to make it this and this. I'm struggling too, but I'm working this day job. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I won't and and the thing and so but and just like how I'm here is that you you have to one, try to find a job that's going to be flexible with mm-hmm. you. You can't, you know, you, now that's one thing I, I, I do try to tell comedians is that if you're trying to make this a career and you do work a job, you got to find something mm-hmm. that's going to pay you decently, but at the same time, that can be flexible with you. Exactly. Because you want to exactly. be able to, 
to be able to get out and do what you need to do mm-hmm. at the same time, which, you know, I'm lucky that I have, I have that. I get paid. Yeah. Okay. And I'm able to be flexible to get out and still do what I need to do. But, um, so you don't want to get into something that's locked down, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, some, some, some days I do have to be like, man, I can't go do that. Cause I got to go to work, you know exactly. what I mean? But I got to make up for it, you know what I'm saying, on other days mm-hmm. to do it. No, I feel the same way. I finally got a job that's flexible. Mm-hmm. And my and the CEO of the company, he actually loved comedy. He's been okay. to a few of my shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for him to come and support me and tell me, like, even after the show aired, after Heart of the City aired, he came to me that, that Monday. He was like, yeah, I know, I know you're going to plan. I know you plan on leaving, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to leave. But I'm going to tell you this. If you don't have something lined up that's more that pays more than this, um, just stay here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's my plan anyway. Yeah. I'm already going to do that. But he was just trying to show me that he supports, Hurts. you know, if I yeah. do decide to leave. Like, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. So uh, I was, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm blessed to have this job because, man, jobs before, I have to turn down gigs because I, work, I used to work yeah. from 6 to 3. Oh six, oh, 6 at night to 3 six, in the morning. No, 6, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. And, you know, sometimes shows start at mm-hmm. like 8, 9 o'clock. Right. They have like 6 or 8 comics on it, and mm-hmm. I'm going last or in the middle. I don't know where I'm going, but, yeah. So, I finally have a job to where, hey, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be a couple hours late in the morning. Okay. You know, or I'm going to be about 30, 30 minutes to an hour late in the morning. Okay. So, I, if I do the show, I can sleep a little bit longer until the last damn minute, <laughs> then get up, get up and go. But That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me ask you this. So, now, um, after the Heart of the City, yeah. what have you felt like has uh, opened up for you? Um, it opened me up to a, 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 a broader audience, I guess. Like, because... Usually, I'm just here in Texas, or if mm-hmm. I get in a comedy festival, I go to wherever that city is. Yeah. But a lot of different people saw me, and a lot of be- a lot of different people were drawn to my comedy, yeah, and like really enjoyed it. Okay, a lot of fucking lesbians. <laughs> Yo, I, I was not expecting this kind of feedback when women were coming to me saying, um. Thank you for being a voice for us and thank you mm-hmm. for representing us. I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just like, I'm just telling my story. I'm just doing mm-hmm. comedy. You know, I'm just making people laugh. Right. But when people come and say, man, it's, it's good to see somebody that look like me. That's when I realized comedy, even though I, I enjoy doing it, I do mm-hmm. it so people can laugh. It's really, I got to see the bigger, I got a chance to see the bigger picture, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have like the impact that we have on the world. Yeah. Because each, because even though at the end of the, even you know, we're still in the um the era of race. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying we're still in the era of race where we're you know black people are still feeling like you know we're still not um, depicted like we like we want. You know, we still fighting. You know, what I'm saying to have more mm-hmm. um, black people. You know, what I'm saying in entertainment wherever. But the other movement is the uh, LBGT. Uh, TQ, you know, I hope I'm saying it right, you know, before Look, I get in trouble. I don't even know the letter. No, before I before I get in I trouble. I stop at Q. But <laughs> LGBTQ, that's where I stop. But it's it's so many extra letters getting added to it every day. You, you know, know. in a minute it's gonna be people talking about I'm I'm I didn't find as an elephant. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, and we're gonna have to accept that. But I'm trans elephant. <laughs> but it's um 
but to see but to see um um you and like a Shantae, mm-hmm. it does because it makes it it does embrace you know saying um that movement you know what I mean it embraces the show um because you know for so long you know what I mean the um the uh, gay culture wasn't you know what I'm saying it wasn't looked as as it is now mm-hmm. and so now that they seeing that um t- they seeing y'all on TV. You know what I mean? Embracing and feeling confident mm-hmm. in yourselves mm-hmm. and the lifestyle that you choose to live, it makes them, you know, it makes other people feel the same way. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It makes them realize that they don't have to hide. Right. They don't and, have to, like, hide under the shadows and live a secret life mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, try and, not to be seen. And if they want to, and if they want to try to, and if they have, you know, um, dreams of want to be on TV mm-hmm. and want to do things. It shows them like it can happen, mm-hmm. you know? and that's what a girl told me. She was like, I, "I, I've always wanted to do comedy, but I was just just scared." And seeing you, seeing your clip on Comedy Central because they posted on YouTube, she mm-hmm. was like, "Seeing your clip on Comedy Central, you know, it gave me, it, it, it encouraged her or whatever. It, it made her feel like she could do it." I'm like, "Well, try that shit. Go do it." Yeah, you know, like I don't know these these. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of young gay gay girls that really appreciate me, and I'm just like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I could have this kind of impact on people. <laughs> oh, I'm almost about to get emotional because all these little girls, they just like, oh, it was so beautiful to see you tell your story and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you can do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, I want your opinion on this. Okay. How do you feel about, because, um, what's his name, Mario Lopez, mm-hmm. just got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Which, I, well, he, to me, when I heard it, I'm like, I was, it was one of the things where I had to replay it like three times. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out what people was mad about or what he said. Uh-huh. And I never understood what they was mad about. Because I felt like he articulated and said it with much respect. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about um, parents... Um, saying that their three or four year old kid is mm-hmm. that's a boy Dude. identifying as a girl now. I have a joke about that. You do? Yeah. Okay. Cause I I agree with Mario Lopez. Yeah. Like how can like here I am thirty four and I still struggle with making life decisions. Mm-hmm. How can a kid at three or five years old say they want to be a girl or a boy, and their mom just let them do that? Like, I wanted to do a lot of shit when I was a kid. And my mama, <laughs> my mama told me no. no. Like, these parents got to stop being these kids' friends. Like, you are a parent. Mm-hmm. If you want to live that kind of lifestyle, you wait until you until your brain is fully developed mm-hmm. so you can understand the decision that you're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can feel like a... a you, can, you can be a girl and feel like a boy, but you, you, you just like boy shit. You're just a tomboy. Yep. You like video games. You like to play outside. That don't mean you're a boy. I I played with nothing but boys growing up. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be a boy. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I I was thrown off when he then I what I hated the the most was and I, behind the scenes he had to have one of those conversations with somebody where they like I don't know not literally saying we're gonna take the stuff away from you but Dog, he. Did well, he apologize? Little, yeah, I did not like that he apologized because he I said I hate it when they apologize. Because it was not it was it was not from the heart mm-hmm. and it, and he said nothing wrong. So it's like if you don't and, and this is what I hate, you know, say so this is what I hate, is that when it's coming to social issues, mm-hmm. if you're not for it, 
is basically if you're not for it, you cancel. Shut the, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, don't say nothing. Yeah, it's like you can you can't have an opinion about anything without being criticized about your own personal opinion. Like mm-hmm. if this is how I feel about it, these are my thoughts on it. Why are you mad at me for having these thoughts on it? It's not an ignorant thought. If I say a, a fi- if a five year old boy wants to dress up as a little girl and he say he's a girl. I'm gonna think, okay, well, maybe he's, maybe he's just, he's just, he's just like dolls. Maybe mm-hmm. he just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand it. I, but I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with it with yeah, what he said. Nothing. And I was, and I was just laughing. I'm like, why did you apologize? Yeah. So I said they must have told you you about to be canceled from some shit. And he like, no more hosting not- gigs for you, Slater. So- <laughs> <You're gonna lose laughs> something. Man. He gonna lose something. Oh man! But this is um. So where? Let me ask. So what um? So what you got coming up next? Um, I have. I'll actually be at back door tonight with you. Oh, that's it. We gonna uh, we gonna get it in. Yeah, we, I ain't gonna we lie. Gonna get it's, it in, man. It's um. Uh, uh, my first. This is. I haven't done a uh, a clean set. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In a minute, but we about to. Uh, about to see what's gonna happen. We're gonna see what's gonna happen. We're gonna tear it up. Dang, where my where is where is it? Okay, I have Okay, yeah, here we go. August 29th, I'll be at four day weekend in Dallas. Uh September 14th, I'm headlining the Plano Comedy Festival at at Hub Street. September 15th, the Queer Queens of Comedy at Dallas Hyenas. That's a matinee show. I've never done a matinee. You never? No. So this oh, will be at, at yeah. 4 p.m. Um, and September 22nd at the Plano Hyenas. So September 15th, Dallas Hyenas. September 22nd, Plano Hyenas. Okay. Yeah. And then put your social media out there. Um, You can find me at Kilana Spiller. on. That's my handle on everything on all social media platforms. Kilana Spiller. Okay. So... I usually we usually either do something before we uh get out. We usually do, do I ask you know um, either like what advice or we might do like a top five or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I want today I want you to give I want you to give me what is your top three favorite cities to perform in. Top three favorite cities to perform in. Um, Atlanta, uh, of course Dallas, cause Dallas, when they come out, they come out. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Dallas, and ooh, Boston. Boston. Yeah. I I actually like Boston. It doesn't make my top three, but I do like Boston. Yeah. Um, for me, number one, Chicago. Okay. Love Chicago. I've never performed in Chicago. Man, and I'm so and um, it used to be a club in Chicago called Jokes and Notes on the South Side. Mm-hmm. It was all black. It was a black club, and for me, my time of going there, it was the best black club I ever performed at. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying um, in the, in the, in, the, uh, in the U.S. It's closed now, but uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Mary Lindsay, who was the owner of it. Mm-hmm. I, I always had a good time there. Yeah. You know, um, at, at Jokes and Notes. Um, so Chicago number one. Um, I'm going to say Dallas is number two. Okay. I always had a good time in Dallas when I lived here and when I have came back to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Dallas is going to be number two. Number three is tricky because I do like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I do like Boston. But I'm going to have to say number three is probably going to be, man, this is a tough one. But I might have to say Alabama. Alabama? Birmingham, Alabama is fine, bro. What club they got there? Start on. Okay. Birmingham, Alabama is, is fun. Really? And the reason why I guess to say it's fun is because they don't have nothing else. Mm. They don't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, uh, um, you gonna, you know, you can walk in and see uh, Beyonce just, yeah. just, just roll around yeah. somewhere. Or they got, you know, it's uh, LeBron coming in town this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, Tom Brady about to play this weekend. They don't have They don't have, they only have college football. That's it. And so the city, you know what I mean, they don't get, you know, national, you know, big name people Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So they show out, you know, when they get something. So the starter always packed, you know, so they always there. And uh, even little stuff around the city is, you know, uh, always going on because it's not that much to do. So what it is, so when something is popping, they usually gravitate to it and mm-hmm. usually show out and have a good time. So, so I'm that's not, their highlight. Yeah. Comedy so, shows. Comedy shows, college sports. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know what I mean? And then when, so when they do get something, it pops up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, usually, they show out. So yeah. That's cool. So I'm going so to say Birmingham. Well, uh, tonight is going to be, it's going to be fun because the past four weeks been sold out. So, oh, so hey. Friday you, and Saturday. Oh man. I'm so, I'm really excited. Man. Yeah. I'm really excited. So, uh, um, we got, um, uh, so yeah, tonight, back door. And then tomorrow, I'm doing Hyenas Dallas. Who you perform with tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm doing, I'm supposed to be uh, headlining, um, what's the name, uh, Bush Show. Okay. He, um, so yeah, I, I, he reached out to me, and we, um, so I'm supposed to be headlining his show tomorrow. Okay. His show's been on point, too. Yeah, that's why, you know, that's what I've been told. So, we're going to be uh, getting it in. And okay. then um, uh, this is gonna air, this is gonna air after you know saying after this weekend, but uh, you know let y'all so next episode let y'all know how how it went, and um, I just can't wait for the night. All right. All right. Thank you. So, it was nice talking to you, man. Yep. So yeah, and um, and remember this, Detroit, my city, October fifteenth. I'm doing my first live podcast. Y'all asses better show out. I ain't got y'all have no excuses. I got Josh Adams, Melanie Fresher, Ebony Tate's on the show, and we're gonna have a great time that night. Meeks Bricktown, eight o'clock, downtown Detroit, October fifteenth. And you're gonna start seeing a lot of promotion for it within the next coming weeks. So get ready for that. All right, man. I'll catch y'all later. Don't blame me, blame Detroit. Talk to y'all.